0: and better than ever a new web interface for the rest of the nba season and more props odds and lines than ever before bet online remains your number one spot for all the basketball and fo- football action this season head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit just use our promo code believe 50 to receive your bonus that's b-l-e-a-v-5-0 from basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online, where the game starts. All right, folks, this is Jeremy Evans. I'm your host of the Believe in Sports Law podcast via the Believe Podcast Network. Today is December 6, 2021. This is episode 49 of season three. As always, appreciate you being with us. We have a very special episode today. We'll be talking about uh, this idea that's been floated out there by the Tampa Bay Rays, uh, which are obviously located in Tampa Bay, Florida. And they've talked about uh, having a dual city approach uh, to the franchise. So essentially, the franchise would be based in Montreal, Canada. Uh, Montreal, uh, Quebec, Canada. So in uh, uh, Quebec, which is the, uh, the province there, Montreal, the city. Uh, and uh, they've sort of talked about maybe splitting time to where half the home games will be played in Montreal and the other half will be played in Tampa Bay. Now, of course, to my knowledge, this has never been done before in professional sports, particularly in the United States. I don't think it's even been done on an international level. But uh, it's a very interesting uh, thing to consider because I think a lot of uh, questions are raised about this. I think a lot of opportunities are raised by this, Uh, but I believe it's maybe the first time that something's been floated like this, Uh, but um, it's going to be very interesting to see uh, sort of how this all plays out. But I, I think that the Montreal Tampa Bay experiment might work. And uh, we're going to use this show today to talk about how it might work and what it might look like. So, again, this is a potential franchise-altering move of the Major League Baseball Tampa Bay Rays to split time between Tampa Bay, Florida, United States, and Montreal, Quebec, in Canada. And now, obviously, that's a great headline, right? Something you might see run right across the papers and go, oh, uh, or your online sort of news and say, wow, oh, man, that's, uh, that looks pretty, uh, pretty interesting. Uh, and I'm sure responses varied from that's not the greatest idea to, you know, that might be uh, potentially a really good idea, depending on where you're sitting or standing or walking or what have you. But I think the prospect, um, of moving is actually, uh, more real than I think, uh, we might initially think, you know, here's the thing with the Tampa Bay franchise. It's a curious one, right? Because they're often very successful in the standings and, and um, they often, at least in the past five to 10 years have finished uh, with better records uh, than the Yankees and the Red Sox. uh, Although they've not been uh, as successful when it comes to, let's say, world series titles. Uh, But look, they're a newer franchise and uh, they're also um, generally in the bottom five of franchise value and in player salary. So, uh, maybe in many ways that the comment could be made that Tampa Bay uh, has actually implemented the money ball strategy, um, better than the Oakland Athletics have. Uh, who, by the way, are also considering a move to Las Vegas to join the uh, NFL Raiders and the NHL Golden Knights. But I, I think uh, much praise should really be given to the Tampa Bay franchise, uh, for their ability to, um, to be successful with the limited resources that they have, uh, and I think, frankly, um, the city of Tampa Bay um, should also be given credit for uh, for being tough in negotiations. You know, I think it's a lot. I think a lot of times when cities are talking about updating venues or adding new opportunities, the, the, the really the, the the big issue is the money, right? It's okay. Well, you know, Tampa Bay has uh, played in. Uh, Tropicana field for, um, you know, essentially since their inception. And, and I want to say uh, Tampa Bay Rays first came around in the uh, early 90s. And uh, they've always been in the American League. Um, and uh, I believe the divisions were split up in the 90s as well. So they may have just been in the American League East. And now, of course, you've got uh, three divisions in, in each league, American and national. So six divisions total of West, uh, Central and East. Now, of course, uh, the Montreal thing's interesting because uh, initially it was the Montreal Expos who were there of the National League, and they were in um, uh, the National League East. But, uh, but of course, that changed in 2005 when the Expos left Montreal and went to Washington, D.C. and became the Washington Nationals. So uh, a lot of different connections here, as baseball usually is. There's usually a story behind it. There's a story behind the name. Initially, Tampa Bay started out as the Devil Rays, got away from using uh, Devil Rays. And although they still have uh, the manta ray sort of on their logo, um, and they're colloquially sort of referred to as the Devil Rays, but uh, they've gone to more of like, uh, like a sun-based approach or like where you might see like a... a um, a ray of sunlight or something as, uh, as sort of one of the, one of the logos and some of their merchandise, but um, it's just an interesting franchise, right? They've had a lot of success, but they've not had a ton of resources. And so what does this mean for the Tampa Bay Rays? I mean, is this a good idea that they're going to split, you know, potentially time between Montreal and Tampa Bay, Uh, you know, sort of jokingly, obviously Montreal, Tampa Bay kind of sounds like a, a business merger or a business deal, uh, where maybe one company is, you know, buying another and you have sort of this acquisition, you know, title for your company, uh, potentially it could sound also sound like, um, somebody who takes the last name of somebody else and, and hyphens it, you know, but, um, sort of all comments aside on that, it, it, I think it's an interesting opportunity, uh, for the Tampa Bay Rays and, um, and here are the reasons why. Well, number one, uh, and not in a particular order, but number one, the multi-city uh, opportunity is not something that's been done before. And um, it's not something that uh, I've ever experienced or ever even heard about. And, you know, again, my my memory may be limited on that in terms of, you know, I've not uh, researched the annals of history and, you know, found something here. But I think that uh, it, it is Potentially the first time it's ever been done. Now, of course, the another thing to think about is that the NFL national football league has been looking to expand uh, international uh, their international reach for years. This is why they played games in Mexico city and in London. And there's been some talk about potentially maybe the Jacksonville Jaguars playing in London and what would the schedule look like and this sort of thing. But of course What's interesting about that is, uh, to my knowledge, when the Jacksonville Jaguars were purchased as a franchise, I think it was about 10 years ago or so, maybe even been less, uh, when they were purchased as a franchise, one of the deal points that was included in that contract was this idea that uh, the team could not move from Jacksonville. Now, whether that was an indefinite term or whether if the team were to sell, would they move? Of course, I think that's unlikely because the current order of the Jacksonville Jaguars uh, I believe makes part of his home base in London. Um, But my point in bringing up the NFL is that this is not the first time that professional sports has tried to increase their international reach. I mean, Major League Baseball has the World Baseball Classic. Uh, The NFL has also talked about maybe having games in Germany. Obviously, um, you have professional baseball uh, leagues all across the world. Uh, You have uh, soccer matches all across the world, and sometimes you have – you know, Manchester United or Real Madrid playing games here in the United States, and sometimes they're, um, the matches don't necessarily count, and they're just you know basically scrimmages, if you will. Uh, but uh, there has definitely been a push for growth internationally. And this is no different than streamers, right? Streamers are always looking for new content, and uh, sports teams are looking for new fans. And, of course, the idea of increasing content or increasing your geography – um, is all for increasing fans and subscribers, right? So again, the NFL is looking to expand their reach. Major League Baseball is no different. They would love to have this opportunity to uh, have another fan base uh, back in Montreal, uh, which is obviously uh, left with a void when the Expos left, who, by the way, has some terrific uniforms. And maybe there could be some throwback to that, depending. But of course, that would require purchasing some rights from the Washington Nationals, who obviously have to my knowledge, uh, the rights to the Montreal Expos because they took over that franchise when they moved uh, the franchise to Washington, D.C. So uh, I I think that um, there's potential for some dual opportunities here, dual city opportunities, dual fan bases. Um, I I think if this is played right, I I think the opportunity for the Rays franchise is tremendous. uh, Tremendous. I think for one, the cities of St. Petersburg and Tampa Bay, which actually I believe um, the Tampa Bay Rays Tropicana Field is actually in St. Petersburg, but uh, St. Petersburg Rays doesn't really roll off the tongue uh, as easily as Tampa Bay does. But uh, the cities sit across, I think, across the bay from each other, and uh, they're very close. But um, Tampa Bay has been trying to find a new home for years. There was plans that were released a while back that talked about a waterfront property. Um, the current Rays home is, is uh, really not in great shape. Uh, it's a fun place to watch a ball game from what I have uh, heard, but um, uh, the venue definitely needs to be updated or they need to change. Again, it's a fun venue, but uh, if you want to have more fans, you want to be more welcoming, you want to have the sort of updates in security, the updates in technology and in video boards and this sort of thing, uh, sports gaming, sports gambling, sports betting, this sort of thing. I, I think that uh, you're going to need a new venue, right? Uh, and this is one of the things that the the, the Rays have kind of struggled with is sort of having this old venue, and they've not been able to reach a deal with the city to sort of create some sort of city uh, or sort of public-private partnership when it comes to building a new stadium. And look, hey, kudos to the city, right? I've talked about on this show, and I've I've written about the idea of cities giving money to uh, sports teams. And I think if it's done in the right way and it's done in a way to where the city and the taxpayers are not um, overly burdened, I I think that um, there's some room for compromise there. But again, this is where the Rays find themselves. Uh, They do not have, um, you know, a great venue, but I think that, um, that they will be looking for one as uh, as they continue sort of uh, their stretch. Uh, with this whole idea of uh, working and and living sort of in between uh, Montreal, uh, Quebec, and Tampa Bay, Florida. So real quick, let's take a a commercial break, and we will be right back. Say goodbye to dull gifts. Lightbox lab-grown diamonds are the brightest gift of the year. Using cutting-edge technology and innovative techniques, they've cracked the science of sparkle, creating the highest quality lab-grown diamonds you can find At a light price, $800 per carat. They have the same chemical makeup of natural diamonds, but are just grown in a lab. Because of their process, they can create stones in blush pink and beautiful blue, as well as classic white. Lightbox lab-grown diamonds are the gift that they'll never want to take off, priced so that they won't have to. They really do make any outfit sparkle. Visit lightboxjewelry.com to add sparkle to your holiday shopping. That's lightboxjewelry.com. Lightbox Diamonds, never a dull moment. All right, thank you, folks. For uh, that was our quick little commercial break for Lightbox Diamonds, and we are back talking about uh, this potential franchise-altering move of having the Tampa Bay Rays uh, split time between the city of Tampa Bay, Florida, and Montreal, Quebec, in Canada. Now, whether this actually happens and and comes through, we don't know. Right, but I think the fact that the franchise is talking about this, I think, brings uh, some new opportunities, uh, which we've uh, briefly talked about in terms of maybe getting, you know, this idea of a new venue. Because obviously, if Tampa Bay uh, moves to or splits time between Tampa Bay and Montreal, then there's going to be a new venue. I mean, Tampa Bay may play in an existing the existing Montreal baseball sort of sports venue that's there now. I believe it's still there and i'm pretty sure it's still there but uh but i think eventually there might be this idea of maybe having some new venues uh maybe you could split attendance maybe because you could have smaller venues in each area because the the games are that way and maybe you want to sell out crowds you know so you go with maybe a a 30 to forty thousand capacity versus a 50 or 60 or seventy thousand capacity right but uh, tampa bay is you know one of these franchises that they're in the bottom half of uh, bottom five, really a franchise value and player salary every year. They don't have a ton of money in their coffers to, uh, purchase free agents. Um, and they also average about uh, less than 10,000 fans a game. So again, I think if the opportunity is played right, I think the race franchise, uh, I think this is an opportunity that could be tremendous for them. And, uh, again, I think it could be, uh, this, a new venue or venues could provide some welcoming, uh, uh, sort of a welcoming sort of idea to fans and encourage growth. Uh, I think the the cities of Tampa Bay and St. Petersburg have been looking to make a deal for a while. So maybe this sort of new opportunity provides for that. Um, so we'll sort of see how it plays out. But I think beyond having another stadium to call home, the Rays have the potential to double their, double their fan base. Uh, the Rays can also introduce baseball back to Montreal, which has a very storied history, by the way, the Dodgers, Uh, for years had their minor league triple a team there and uh and that's where jackie robinson played and uh there's a lot of i think there's a a tribute there to jackie and i think there's even a statue there uh, for him but baseball has not been played professionally in montreal at least according to you know with major league baseball since 2005 when the expos left for washington dc and became the nationals Um, the Rays can also increase their uh, merchandise sales by having multiple uniforms so uh, Montreal is a, a French-speaking uh, province. Obviously, English is spoken there as well. Uh, but uh, think about um, the sort of raise in French. You know, um, so I think there's some multiple opportunities for branding there, uh, multiple opportunities for multiple uniforms. Obviously, the whole expos idea, assuming that they purchased the rights from uh, the Washington Nationals, who own those rights. But uh, again, I think it could help the fan base, I think with an increase in attendance and potential for doubling franchise value because you're in two different cities now and the first to do something like this, maybe open up uh, opportunities to play in other cities. I mean, it is interesting because the NHL kind of does this a little bit when, you know, you play sort of the ice hockey matches um, outside in different venues and but again, it's different, right? Or sort of neutral sites, or whatever. But this, or what have you, but this would be the first time, to my knowledge, where a team by choice plays in two different cities. Now, there's been times where, you know, during, uh, you know, natural disasters or what have you, where teams are playing in different venues or, you know, weather permitting, this sort of thing. But uh, again, I think increase in attendance, potential with doubling franchise value. I think the raise ownership might be could think about selling the franchise. They could think about uh, building a new venue or two. Uh, they could establish new minor league teams uh, in Montreal. Uh, they could talk about um, you know, increasing popularity, which leads to additional dollars, uh, which will drive up the price for broadcra- broadcast and streaming deals. Um, the Rays could also potentially find themselves as the only dual country, dual city team in all of American professional sports. Uh, let alone uh, all of global professional sports. And not to mention, uh, this obviously doesn't happen in college either. There's times where colleges will play in different stadiums, whether it be a neutral site or um, where a stadium is being built or what have you. Now, of course, there's some downside to this. I think uh, some of the downside in the dual city opportunity is that the Rays may alienate some fans by being divided between two geographic areas. Um I think obviously the taxes are going to be higher in Montreal uh, compared to uh, Florida, but we'll sort of see how that plays out. Um, But, you know, again, you're making more money. So, you know, not necessarily a a huge deal in that regard. I think uh, it is interesting because in a world where we're increasingly moving towards digitalization, maybe physical geography becomes less important. Maybe people just want to see the games versus being present at the games. I don't know. Uh, maybe doubling down on multiple geographies is what the uh, Rays are are hoping for uh, to see some additional success. I think one thing is certain, additional funding from the opportunity um, to play in another city or in dual cities, I think increases player salaries. I think you bring in more money, you sort of have this exciting new franchise, whether that lasts for a long period of time and sort of how that develops, I think really comes down to success and and the different fan bases and what kind of venue are you, you know, I think look, the most successful franchises are the ones that do spend a little bit of money. Um, obviously have great farm development, uh, but they also has a nice venue for people to show up to uh, whether it be a historical venue or a new venue or what have you. Um, but, you know, again, even a venue can sort of wear off its shine over time. And uh, you ultimately need to be in a situation where you're, you're creating uh, success uh, and, and you're creating some opportunities for success. So it's also true that another downside potentially is that if there's massive success in Montreal, uh, maybe the Rays leave outright for, uh, for Canada. So that's a potential issue. Uh, it maybe could also be that uh, the Rays are using this as a negotiation tactic to um, to maybe land another, uh, brand new venue in Tampa Bay or St. Pete, uh, St. Petersburg, Florida, but we'll see. Uh, I think that credit should be given to the Rays for at least trying to seek an alternate approach, uh, without leaving the host city, you know, looking for a way to sort of have this dual approach. And maybe this is something other franchises follow. Maybe it's not, um, not something that I perceive you can see the Dodgers doing, but then again, uh, I've always thought that'd be great if the Dodgers played games in Brooklyn a few times a year, maybe they play the Yankees or if the um, the giants and Dodgers play each other in some sort of venue in Brooklyn. I think the Mets have a, um, have a triple a team. There might even be a single or double a team, but I know there's definitely the Mets have a a minor league team there in Brooklyn. So it's, it's going to be interesting. I think as we look sort of globally, the Premier League is uh, kind of worried about some government uh, intervention when it comes to having an independent regulator involved with some of the oversight of the league. Um, this is not something that has hit American shores yet, uh, but I can definitely see something like this occurring maybe possibly in Canada where you're, um, you have more of a government forward approach there, but we'll see. Um, it is something to keep our eyes on, especially as the Rays are looking to potentially to be Uh, residing in two different cities. How does the travel look? Where do people's families live? There's a lot of logistical issues that I think ought to be worked out. You know, how would the schedule work? Would it be half in Tampa, half in, you know, Montreal? Would it be a month here, a month there? Uh, You definitely wouldn't be flying back and forth, uh, you know, every week. Uh, That's a, that would be a long haul uh, flying across the Eastern, Eastern seaboard there. But I think uh, the history shows that government has rarely inserted itself into professional sports for the rare occasion of, let's say a steroid, uh, investigation by Congress, this sort of thing in, in, uh, folks getting subpoenas to testify there. But that's, that's been the extent of it. Uh, maybe some court cases and this sort of thing, figuring out, uh, antitrust law, but, uh, the Montreal Tampa Bay, uh, Rays, uh, have some potential and, um, I think with some marketing and branding assistance, this really could be uh, the next best thing. But, um, and, you know, I think, again, the Tampa Bay Montreal Rays experiment might work, but uh, time will tell. Uh, But again, folks, appreciate listening in. Uh, I'm Jeremy Evans, your host of the Believe in Sports Law podcast via the Believe Podcast Network. As always, appreciate you listening in and making us the number one sports law podcast in the world. Thank you so much. Happy holidays to you and look forward to being back with you very soon.